From Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to the program. Got an action-packed hour for you leading into wrestling time at 11. Coming up uh, later on this hour, we will be joined by Holly Whitfield and we will be joined by Greg Akers as we review episode number two of Bluff City Law. We'll take a look at this week's uh, episode, the second episode in what will hopefully be a very long uh, running series on NBC. Also later on this hour, Sudu Upadea uh, will join us. Uh, to talk about um, what we've got coming up here in the Bluff City. But we always start the show talking with Local 24 sports reporter and anchor. She is the co-host of the Still Not Married podcast. She is Jessica Benson, and she joins me now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name... Good morning. Good morning, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Everybody can follow local local 24 Jessica at local 24 Jessica on social media. Uh, she joins us every Saturday morning to talk about what we remember from the week in Memphis sports, and it's a pretty obvious one uh, this week as we go back. Uh, we will always remember, of course, Memphis Madness, right, Jessica? We will always remember Memphis Madness. It was a busy week when you look back. I mean, we started the week with Grizzlies Media Day, and then we just got swept away by Memphis Madness, and uh, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> well, thanks for waking up with us here this morning. I know uh, you're tired now, and it's a long day because you've got to stay up all the way into the end of the last Pac-12 football game tonight. So uh, you- yes, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the late night is. I think it's Washington-Stanford. Yeah. Might be the last one this evening. So, yes, I will be up watching that. So, thank you for your concerns. But there's no place I'd rather be this Saturday morning <laughs> than chatting about all the good stuff we saw at Memphis Madness. Right. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, both I think both late uh, Pac-12 games involve heavily favored Washington teams, but I'm not sure. Uh, okay, let's. Well, anything we'll remember from Media Day, from Grizzlies Media Day, before we, we talk about Memphis Madness? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was. It was a media day, and it was just a reminder that the Grizzlies season this year is uh, it's kind of a free-for-all. Like, no expectations, even though, you know, the team does the right things. They're athletes, they're competitors. They're going to say that they want to win games, but at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, setting up for the next couple of years, not just this year. So, excited to see John Darren. They have an open practice today at... MUS. I'm not sure what time that is, and then they start their preseason tomorrow. So that's really the takeaway there. Kind of weird not to have, for me, I'm sure it's even weirder for the city of Memphis, but I had had some version of Mike, Mark, Tony Zebo in my first couple of years. And so for it to officially, you know, be very real that this is now a team moving away from their past and into this kind of next level was interesting. And I thought they seem, you know, the thing that I liked the most is, and we've seen it throughout this entire offseason, is the relationship that Jaw and Jaron have formed off the court. They're young, they're fun, they have a ton of energy, and I truly think that they can become, as many people do, that they can become the faces of the franchise as they are expected to, but they can kind of represent this this really fun youth movement in the NBA where it's not just about, you know, their play and, and how they're succeeding on the court, but there are these big personalities off the court too. And they did like a potato chip eating segment for, I think it was for Grind City or for just the Grizzlies brand. And they tried like ketchup potato chips and it was something that was, you know, it was little, but it was fun. And, and it got people talking on Twitter. So I think that's what this season is all about. It's like, how can the Grizzlies stay relevant despite, not winning a ton of games, and it all comes down to John Darren. 
Yeah, and, and how how long would the Grizzlies continue to try to force this Grind City nickname on a city that now has Bluff City Law on television? Come on, Grizzlies. But anyway, that's different. <laughs> the, tonight's to clarify tonight's football action that you'll be watching. So you're you've got it's uh, oh, wa- you. Washington State is off. Uh, so it's correction. There, of course, okay. it's Pacific Northwest teams, but because it's the Pac-12 anyway. Uh, that are heavily favored tonight. Washington, big time favorite against Stanford and, and Oregon. Uh, uh, Double uh, digit favor over uh, Cal. Cal, they're favored by. That's right. I yeah, could, so I, I'm in a college a, a pick 'em with some people. You said Studio Ubedea is on later. He's in it too. And we were really bad at the beginning of the pick 'em season. I'm just not a very good college football pick 'em person. I don't know if it goes back to my history of growing up with you know, a, a parent who worked in the NCAA and I wasn't allowed to gamble. So <laughs> I just wasn't trained on these grounds. But I'm terrible, but I could not pick the Oregon Cal game. I did pick Washington. Washington's, I think, 14 and a half point favorites over Stanford. So I picked them to cover, but it's put this like whole new weird level to my college football viewing. And I don't necessarily like the person that it's made me become, but here I am. Uh, well, it's it, it, it can make it makes every game exciting, and that's what it makes every game stressful. <laughs> that's what it really does. <laughs> so good games on 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 the slate today. But let's talk about. Uh, so we had media day for the Grizzlies, which means that season uh, will be here uh, in just a, a matter of a couple of days. And at the same time, the Memphis Tigers charged people admission to come watch them practice. Um, it's always you know what. <laughs> What what does if you ever get a chance to interview Allen Iverson again? Ask him about uh, what do you think about uh, teams charging to go to their open practices? <laughs> would I'll you pay? How much would you pocket. pay, Mister Iverson, to go to a practice? But it was a practice slash concert uh, the other night, and a reveal of a court as well, which seems to be uh, at this point, <laughs> as we are here on Saturday, what people are still talking about from uh, Thursday night, and that's obviously not what the Tigers wanted. They want people talking about how cool the, the court is, but not in the direction that it's gone. If you have not seen a picture of the court, I know you have, Jessica. You saw it live and in person. At what point yes. At what point did you realize that this court uh, may be um, inspiring people to uh, think things a little dirty? Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was sitting on the court, so I don't think I ever – when I was there, I didn't see it in that light in the way that many people are now seeing it. <laughs> and I saw a picture, I think, late that night. I don't know when Barstool posted it, but at that point, it had blown up. I'm in a text group for a fantasy football league that I'm in, and they were these are all people in like California, Chicago, New York, and they were all talking about it. So to oh, be wow. fair, Memphis has tons of people talking about it and its court that would not otherwise really care about what was going on at Memphis Madness in a Memphis court unveil. I I wouldn't say like I loved the court when I first saw it, but I was intrigued by the court when I first saw it. And I wished that the coloring was a little brighter. I'm a bright color person. And maybe that would have helped solve their problem too. But it was funny because I had a friend of mine text me another friend separately so you have tons of people talking about this which is crazy i would say that since i moved to memphis this was the first time i've had multiple friends completely disconnected with the city of memphis text me about something memphis related so props for that but she asked me if that if i thought it was just an oversight on the team part and a part of me says yes but then i also like penny is so smart and he's such a marketing guy, or his team no. is such a marketing forward guy. <laughs> like, do you think that they just thought that it would get people talking? Because no. it's, a, you know, mission accomplished. But then how, no. do you, how do you miss that when you have all those drawings? You know, they still, they worked on their court forever. And nobody was like, hey, let's take a step back and look at this with a critical eye. I, there's I no, there's no way somebody raised their hand in the meeting and said, well, what if? We <laughs> no, I don't think I don't made think the court that way. Okay. But what if what if they just were like it kind because it doesn't. Here's the thing: it's one of those things where you don't truly notice it until someone points it. In my opinion, like, and then you can't unsee it though. Then you cannot yes, unsee it. That's 
Exactly. It's one of so, those situations. So it's just yeah, it's it is what it is. It's it's different. But, no, we <laughs> it's have certainly to, got people talking. Uh, Jessica, yeah, there's some people maybe tuning in. They may not have a clue. They may be trying to to pull up the picture of the court while they're driving around. Please don't do that. I'm going to bring Gabe into the conversation. Gabe is is here, our producer. Please, Gabe. Where I. Uh, I'm going to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to put Jessica in the spot to do it. Please explain to people what it is about the Memphis Tigers. I really appreciate that. The Memphis Tigers court that has people uh, saying, what? Oh, I have to explain this? Yeah. Can you explain? Oh, gosh. Uh, Like, what what do we think, what what does it look like here? A couple of uh, male body parts. On each end, right? Yes. So so you you have... uh, (laughs) <laughs> two, it looks like two male body, body parts on Yes, it. yes They're blue To some They're people, blue. to some people to And some then there's people. the stripes coming across I yeah. think the stripes is what really sort of sets it off And that's why people had that thought And to the point now, Jessica I don't know if you saw that Is this going to be in, Has it been in your sports cast or no? I have not had a sports cast since it happened, so no. Okay, this is a. Uh, it didn't it, make my. It didn't make my recap package from the event. It did not. It did. Not. It did, <laughs> my recap package. It really should have. But mm, anyway, it's really a t- tough thing to, to jungle, juggle here because the commercial appeal has a story on this. The 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 paper of record in this town uh, does have a story up <laughs> about uh. Uh, about this. A very short story, mostly pointing to to. Um, a tweet Complete. about about yeah, it, yeah, about yeah. it that of course social media can can dictate not only the conversation but also uh, what the media is covering. But the commercial pool has a story about it. Uh, Gabe has sub- summed it up pretty well. I think they can fix it though, right? Uh, should they fix it? Will they fix it? How do they fix it? Gabe, you're first. Should they fix it? Will they fix it? I, I just think I think the coloring scheme is what does it because you have the inside of the court that's colored and then it sort of goes back to regular hardwood color where the paint is i feel like if you just color change the color yeah change the coloring the color that can't scheme. be too difficult no you can even put a sticker all. over it yeah i think i think put, cover co- it with some plastic <laughs> do something I, I mean i think you have to lean in i think you have to lean in and keep it this way and ride with it the rest of the season you got to keep it jessica says keep yeah, it yeah you got to keep it no the true test with your friends talking about it like i always go to the grandma test for anything uh, in 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 sports to really know like is this really something people are talking about they really know about it if your grandma knows who this person is and then, then that's uh, a true test of somebody's uh, celebrity status to cross over outside the world of sports and the idea that also though the Memphis test is this a big deal outside of Memphis we can always go to Jessica's friend group uh, because yeah, they are yeah. everywhere <laughs> across the country and but are they just tracking Memphis stuff so they can rag on you? And uh, No, so- absolutely not. This is a very – in this group, too, there's only like two people that I would consider close friends. The others are just dudes I met in a fantasy football league. So it's like a group of ten, and they were all talking about it. There's like the topic of conversation. Like, but what yeah. what were y'all talking about the day before or the week before? Was there, was there, was there, is there other stuff that – like this is – is it just no. so it's this is a this is a text group that pretty much talks about random USD stuff, fantasy football stuff, and maybe communicates like two, three times a week maximum. Okay. And that was their topic of conversation. Now, you're, I like you're clarifying that this text group is about sports because this is a, they are this, sports fans. This yeah. could they be are a, all involved this in topic sports. could be in one of two directions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. No. It's, the, the, it's the other one and it's it's, uh, it's a pretty across-the-board group, would you, and they were all very interested, in my opinion, on what the Memphis basketball court looked like. My first, I did not notice it at first either. My first reaction, I liked the blue court. I was like, first reaction was, my brother told me that they unveiled a new court. And I'm like, what? I like that court. They just got it a couple years ago. I like the Skyline court that they've had. It's like, what? This seems like a waste of money. <laughs> what? Couldn't we use this for something else? And then I saw the blue card. I was like, okay, cool. And then not soon after it was pointed out, uh, the issue. And I'm like, ooh, I don't. So here here we yeah. are. Here we are. Still talking about it. So. I think they should. Yeah, you're ready to change this. <laughs> I think they should change. <laughs> I think they should change it. But that is what we're going to remember from this Memphis Madness, whether they change it or they don't. You say lean into it. This is a team that could, could be the number one team in the country. Exactly. And lean into being the number one team in the country, and you've got – Cut your losses here. Like, fix it, might it be now. The toughest, it might be the toughest free throw to shoot in the NCAA. 
if you're, if you're an opposing team, you go in there and you're like so distracted by the fact that you're in the. I have, that is I, that is the. I guess that would be. We've just got to figure out what it's the advantage. We yeah. got we got to name it something. Like okay. it has to have its own special name, but it has to be somewhat appropriate. That like we have to name it. No, no. But we got to we got to name that area on the court. <laughs> Chris says Johnson, but that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, we'll continue to track this story for sure on this program and see what happens uh, with the Memphis Tiger Court again. If you have not I'll, seen, I'll rack my brain to think of like where, we, how we can sponsor this area of the court, yeah. and what it can be called. Feel free to tweet me at Cerrito or at Local Twenty Four uh, Jessica. Uh, on on social media, or you can text the station right now six seven one two nine if you have an idea of what we should name the court. It could be it could be I'm sponsored not, by it could be sponsored by Trojan, and it could be Protect the Paint. Hey, oh okay, that's yeah. pretty good. I I'm I'm not one who usually names. Some people do; they're really good at you know, and they, that's what they that's their thing to name that that part of uh, different things. I, that's not mine. But a lot of people name them Little something. We already have Little Penny, right? We- <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't. We should not. It should not involve the word Lil at all. Yeah, let's let's stay away from that. Be clear. Uh, we don't want to disrespect this court in ways that it already hasn't been disrespected across the country. So we gotta we gotta try to build it back up. So this was not supposed to be what we're talking about on on this Saturday. Memphis has the the top recruiting class in the country. And now the most talked about court, at least for the time being, I think you, I, I, you convinced me in a matter of seconds because I was going to like just cut your losses, uh, fix it, maybe tweak the court in another way so you're not just saying you're tweaking it for this reason and, and, uh, and, and move on. But you, I like your idea of, of it being a, a great distraction uh, moving forward. I mean, I think, yeah, I, th- I think it's brilliant. Yeah, Go for it. The – Okay, so Memphis Madness, the court ended up being the topic of conversation, but we did have uh, top recruits uh, there, and we did have a uh, con- uh, some concerts and some musical acts that of people that <sighs> some people pretend like they know who they are, some people Heavy don't. <laughs> um, they're they're popular hip hop artists, and that were there performing. What was your overall? So you were there at Memphis Madness from start to finish. Uh, who who'd you walk away a fan of? Who are you? Who are you? Who's who are you downloading music of on on iTunes? Who are you subscribing to Spotify playlist of? Now that you went to Memphis Madness, <laughs> uh, I well I I'll be honest. Once it was rumored that Little Baby was going to be performing, I did start listening to some because you know I'm like I'm on that fringe of still kind of young ish and like crossing over into the where I don't know anything. And it's a it's a tightrope that I'm currently walking. So I wanted to know like a couple songs and be able to be like, oh, this is cool. I'm at this thing. Mm-hmm. I love when, <laughs> when Future came out. That was something that was I think more appreciated, like wider generational, just yes. because it's Future and and most people do at least know who he is. Um, but that was kind of my my takeaway. I thought it was really cool. You saw how the players reacted, especially to that middle part where it was future little baby and money back yo all performing together and like that's in my opinion that's what it's all about because you saw the current players like james wisen and lance looked like two kids having the time of their life like here was a night that was built so much about james wiseman and and everyone the focus was on him and everyone wanted a selfie with james and then you saw him just like completely hyped to see these three guys performing. And you remember, A, James Wiseman is a human being, despite also being a unicorn. And he's a young, he's a young guy who got to see a, who chose to come to the school, is going to be an icon basketball player here. But he also was able to just have fun watching someone that he considers, you know, a celebrity in his eyes. So I thought that was fun. Also seeing the recruits who were there, because obviously Memphis Madness is, great for the fans it's great for the players but let's be honest it's a recruiting tool and that might be the most important role that it plays and you had five-star guard Jalen Green was kind of like the hottest recruit there he's the top Memphis target in the 2020 class and he looked like he was having a great time and so that that's what you wanted to achieve with that and I think they did that now my overall take on 
Memphis Madness was it's too long. I think many people had that same response. You just, two and a half hours is too long. And by the time you got to the end, it was dragging. And, you know, go back to what I said about the players being so hyped for that middle performance. I mean, they were sitting on the bench for the Young Dolph and Glock performance at the end. Um, so they were done. And if the players are done, you sure bet that the fans are done. And let me tell you, me as a media member, my arm hurt, my camera was heavy. I was done too. So I think, you know, if they can tighten it up, take some stuff out, make it kind of more of a compact event in the future, because it's it's funny for me, and I don't think I've like, told this story, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Midnight Madness. I thought Midnight Madness was the coolest thing in the world, and it's kind of one of the things that made me fall in love with college basketball because it just seems so cool. I mean, you're a kid, and first of all, it's at midnight, so no bedtime. Wow, what an awesome adult thing to have. And then, two, it was just, it, it was such a spectacle. And, and ESPN and Sports Center would have, you know, hop around spots at Kentucky and Kansas and Ohio State. I remember one year had one that was awesome. And so that was my impression of what these events should be. And then I went to USC, which did not have a storied basketball history or as storied of a basketball history as a blue blood program and so I never got that so last year Memphis Madness was my first taste of this kind of like mythical event that I dreamed of going to as a kid and the energy last year was so so high and I think you know obviously it comes back on the fact that it was Penny's first year and it was a city that was so hungry to have something like that again so I had pretty high expectations for year two outshining year one, and I, I'm i not going to say it didn't do that, but I think it was just kind of like a different, just a different vibe within FedEx Forum. It wasn't this, like, rabid fan base so ready. It was a fan base who, like, now, you know, has the high expectations along with Penny's second year, and they really talk about leaning in. They've leaned into his, we want all the smoke comments from earlier this off season and the back of their shirts say all the smoke and Penny comes out in a cloud of smoke and two futures, all the smoke. And I think, you know, that's, that's what this night was all about. It was about Memphis accepting their role in college basketball this year as maybe a little bit of a heel and also a team that, you know, the other thing we'll remember from this week is that Penny Hardaway told Dana O'Neill from The Athletic that he thinks his team is going to win a <laughs> national championship, and which was said on October 2nd, which is an absurd thing for most coaches to say on October 2nd, and yet for some reason it makes sense when Penny says it. No other coach in college basketball makes those kinds of declarative statements, and they do it for a reason, because <laughs> winning a national championship is hard. One team wins at the end of this crazy March Madness and but Penny you know Penny doesn't know any different than setting the expectations high except like expecting to follow through and that's kind of how this whole week has been built for Memphis basketball and, and they'll just continue riding that wave into the season all right well the <laughs> uh national championship I forgot about that uh about, about I did that too. Comment. I, mean, I, I was so distracted. Because we are going to remember that. If there's anything out of, out of this week besides the basketball court, it will be the fact that he said that because we're going to reference that. Uh, exactly. That's, that's why coaches don't they, they don't say that, especially that's when you're – That's why they don't say it. But <laughs> I truly think – I mean, I just think for Penny, and he kind of referenced it after Memphis Madness too, like if you have the talent that he has, why would you not expect to do that? And his players certainly love it. I mean, Precious Achoo and James Wiseman were the two who – were on the podium after Memphis Madness, and I asked them, you know, when you hear your coach make these kind of statements, what's your reaction to that? And both of them kind of said that it's they're similar people to Penny, and they're they have that uber competitive gene to them that maybe doesn't exactly resonate with normal people like us or people across the country, but that's what they want to hear, and that's what they expect too. So. Yeah, you're building up the highest of hopes, but they have every expectation to follow through on them. 
All right, we're wrapping things up with Jessica Benson as we talk about what we remember from the week in Memphis sports. Yes, future was the act that uh, most uh, basketball fans in the city knew, whether we've learned who future was because of Tony Allen in, in recent years and, and became a fan or followed him, however. But uh, they had just, how many, I don't even know how many people were on the, the musical act list. Uh, and that's going to drag it, right? Maybe you only need one person to perform um, if you're looking just, at run just Don't do something like, uh, like Kansas did. <laughs> wait, 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 what did Kansas do? I did not see this. Oh, what did they do? So Kansas had Snoop Dogg, and uh, it was a, you know, you hire Snoop, you're going to get a Snoop concert, and he, he brought out stripper poles and oh had goodness. a, like, was shooting money out of a gun and made it rain. They've, ha- they've had to apologize, but. Oh, goodness, I need to, to, to look at yeah, this. Yeah, you, but... you got to go catch up. It's a very entertaining Twitter uh, experience. Just. But... Look up Kansas Midnight Madness. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Memphis. Memphis I mean, there's for a conversation for another day. How can we fix Memphis Madness in the, in, in in the future? Making it shorter. Uh, as as someone who talks about wrestling on the radio all the time, that is a conversation that always comes up with professional wrestling. Like longer is not always better. People do not want to. They don't go to the movie and say, "Oh, it was, I'm just so glad it was three hours." Like it's just make yeah. a good quality product, and and you really should be as short. Make as it possible. as short as possible. Exactly. That should be ninety cool. minutes. You should be in and out in ninety minutes for this. It's it's a it's a practice. You know what you're getting when you're coming in here. And if it's a jam packed, you can cut the fat out of these things. There's so many uh, slow and boring parts on these. So many uh, lulls too. I think that's you got to. I know you have to change the cord and get it ready for performances and get it ready for the different contests. But those lulls. But drag. Dude, can you put the concerts up on the like where the Grizzlies have people playing at halftime on one of those stages or something like you could? That would be. I would. I think they want players to be able right, to have to this, like face-to-face experience but yeah that would have been great <laughs> it's, it, i will it say it's hard, to sh- it's hard to shoot those concerts too when you're trying to get highlights and all that um it makes it a little okay, tough okay yeah it gets as much focus the on the celebrity is. there's there's there, there there there's ways to there's ways to figure it out but uh jessica as always it is a uh fun time talking with you on saturday we absolutely will, well, I'm, I'm not sure what is happening next but basketball season's about to tip off and i know football is about to kick off here in just a few minutes so big yes. day uh, for the memphis tigers as they play um another one of their uh boring non-conference opponents <laughs> don't don't hate on the belt man and nothing against your family fun belt for life <laughs> nothing against your family that's jessica benson you're watcher are you're, you're gonna be on you've been working all week you're are you anchoring tonight I am. I am. I'll be on uh, between the afternoon and evening games on Local 24 and then after the late game on Local 24, too. All right. We'll be looking forward to your story on fan reaction to the new court. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Jessica Benson, <laughs> a Local 24 follower at Local 24. Jessica, when we come back, we're going to talk about Bluff City Law, episode number two. Our quick thoughts on the second week of Memphis being uh, on right after The Voice on NBC. That's coming up next. You're listening to Sarita Live here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. It was the second week of Bluff City Law on NBC. Following the voice every Monday night, the city of Memphis turns their TV over there to Action News 5 to see what is happening with Jimmy Smith's and company as they uh, live out. Their lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Bluff City Law, episode number two this week, uh, titled You Don't Need a Weatherman. Oh, my goodness. Dave Brown's least favorite episode uh, was this week. And uh, here to talk about it, she is the blogger for the I Love Memphis blog. Her name is Holly Whitfield, and she joins me now. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. Thanks for joining me. Also joining uh, me this morning to talk about uh, this episode of Bluff City Law. Back for the second week in a row. We did this last week. If you missed last week, we've got a podcast up. You can go subscribe to the I Love Memphis podcast. You can uh, subscribe to Cerrito Live wherever you get your podcast and keep up with our Bluff City Law reviews. But 
Uh, we do have episode one, the pilot, uh, our conversation about that from last week. And joining us last week and again this week, he is the editor-in-chief of the Memphis Business Journal. He is Greg Akers. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, yo. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic. Another, another uh, big week of Bluff City Law here. Uh, we'll start with you, Greg, this morning. Um, about the, what was your favorite moment? That's what we're going to get to. Right at right out of the gate here. This is episode two. We had a lot of expectations of what may or may not happen here. So we go uh, into the second episode and the continuation of this story. Uh, as a viewer, as a Memphian, what was your favorite Favorite moment here on episode number two. Um, I think my favorite moment was just the scene where they, um, after the the two brothers who were suing each other over the barbecue. Oh, we just lost Greg. Uh, hey, we gotta get. We've. Uh, hey, Holly, you're back with us though, right? Yes, I guess Greg and I we're are having some, are is, we're having some, some phone issues trying to get the phones locked in here. Uh, we'll get Greg back in uh, on the line here in a second. But Holly, we'll we'll get back to Greg. Hey, Greg was talking about the barbecue uh, feud as his favorite moment. What uh, was uh, your favorite moment of Bluff City Law episode number two? Well, I just enjoyed that whole secondary plot line in general. Um, it sounds like he had a specific moment he was going to talk about. <laughs> we'll I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to steal it from him, but he said that was at the end of the plot. I like, you know, it's really fun when they're they're in Blue's uh, City Cafe on Bill Street, um, the two attorneys, and they're eating barbecue, and one of them's got his tie over his shoulder, and one of them's got his tie stuck in his shirt. I think Chris Harrington at Daily Memphian was talking about this, too, but I just really like that scene and their interactions um, with the barbecue shop owner. It was it felt very it felt pretty close to authentic. Um, and I liked how they were arguing about what was in the barbecue sauce. That to me was fun. I mean, of course I love the like thinly veiled jabs at a certain giant agricultural business <laughs> going on in the main plot. Um, but it's just, it's always fun to see Memphis Barbecue on T V. Week week two and where it's like every uh, if you're watching this and not familiar with Memphis, it's where you would assume we're a big farming community, both stories, uh, big major stories on the show so far outside of the family drama and involve uh, chemicals and farming and things of that nature. We're going to try, Holly, to get Greg back. We'll see if we lose you here. Uh, Greg, you're back with us? I think so. And Holly, you're still on? I'm here. Oh, fantastic. This is working we're great. We're all together. All right, Greg, we, we <laughs> lost you in the middle of your, your uh, thoughts about the feud between the two brothers with their barbecue restaurant, which was Blue City Cafe on Bill Street, rebranded uh, under a different name. What did you like about that? Um, well, actually, the, the, the my favorite part was uh, later on when they're going to reconcile, the lawyer takes them to the site of where the old beloved barbecue place that was torn apart by family infighting where that used to stand. And, and it's just funny. It's mildly funny. Maybe that <laughs> that is right next to the law firm's office. Like that is that block. And so <laughs> it, it, like you could see that site in the background when they're hanging out on the fire. Escape. Uh, so that was just funny to me because it they acted like it was in this completely different part of town. They had to drive to. Right. Oh yeah. They had to, it seemed like they had to drive a while, a while to get right. there. Right. And if there was at the office, you think they'd maybe park there or, you know, say, go inside, go to the bathroom <laughs> or something. But, right, right. <laughs> um, but but I, I love that subplot just in general. I, I think that's what y'all were saying while I was out. Um, it, was a very, it was a very Memphis subplot, right? Because you're the – what would not – it wasn't – it could have been a little bit more cliche, right? That would be my concern when you see this plot happening. It's like, oh, come on. You're going to have a Memphis story. It's going to be – what you're going to have people uh, suing each other over barbecue sauce. You're going to have uh, Elvis Presley Enterprises suing an Elvis impersonator or something, and right. like these, like that's got to be next. There's got when is there when is there going to be an Elvis impersonator involved in a in a storyline? I hope it doesn't happen. I'll tell you that it is not going to happen. Lots of lots <laughs> There's of no chance. There's no chance. No chance. Lots of stuff ripped from the headlines, though, Holly. Do we get a, a the city of Memphis versus Elvis Presley Enterprise story here? I mean, yeah, I think they would. They're not going to have a guy dressed as Elvis anywhere near anything. Oh, wow. I can tell you from personal experience, unless it's one that Elvis Presley Enterprises chooses and approves. Now, that would be interesting if it was a real life uh, tribute artist. I would watch that. Hallmark, Hallmark mm-hmm. has that on lock, right? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've got the, the Graceland part. Low City Law can cover the rest of, of the city. We're talking Hollywood Phil from the I Love Memphis blog. Greg Akers joining us to talk about episode two of Bluff City Law. If you haven't watched it, it is, of course, on demand. And uh, you can uh, stream it as well online. You need to catch up while you can, while the episodes are still out there, while they're still out there for free. Uh, watch these episodes of Bluff City Law. Do you all want to know what my favorite part was? Yeah. Please. The uh, – the in the way that they incorporated Action News Five into the actual uh, story, where Channel Five was its own little star in the background, and if you're not from Memphis, you may not have noticed it. Even if you're from Memphis, you may not have noticed. But uh, the reporters out there, you had your Action News Five mic flag on one of the the, the microphones when they were watching uh, the news in the office. It was Action News Five, the the Chiron, the the Chiron, the graphics on the screen of the of the news they were watching. They were watching the news report from Action News Five, which was a a nice small touch. Not, nothing that they bring up, nothing that they reference, but apparently, I'm guessing this is something NBC must do a lot of these days. I know they didn't used to um, back in the day when I was watching uh, mm-hmm. television. So I thought that was a cool touch. What do you think about that, Greg? Uh, yeah, I do. I like that. Um, you know, the things that I think over time, the show will get better in terms of looking like and feeling like the Memphis that we know. Um, I think these early ones, I mean, the pilots kind of it's its own thing, but this one felt a lot more natural, even though, like, we got to get out of here, girl, and go have some fun, and they go to Beale Street again. Mm-hmm. That that seemed, you know, not realistic. Um, but uh, but I think over time, you know, like, the small touches, the you know, like the Channel 5, uh, just there and not remarked upon, but it's there. I think that kind of stuff will really start to seep into the into the show. And Holly, Holly, you and I have had this conversation off the air. It's not necessary. And Greg, Greg brings up the point. It's something a lot of people say. Memphians, locals don't go to Beale Street to have fun. I, I think they do. And I more so than than we give credit for. Yes, you or I may not go there very often unless it's before or after uh, a, a Grizzlies game or an event mm-hmm. at FedEx Forum. But <laughs> I, I sure know, like, the college kids go to Tin Roof all the time. I, yeah, I sure. know. Yep. I, I know there are, are spots uh, that locals do go to on, on Beale Street, Silky O'Sullivan's being one. Yeah, I just I'm also like, where does where does Sydney live? Because it kind of seemed like <laughs> she lived in not downtown, and then for her <laughs> friend to get her and be like, we're going to go to Rum Boogie, pretending we're going to go. We're they're, actually went to the the back bar at Blue City Cafe, but pretend it's Rum Boogie. I don't know. That was a little bit of a stretch, but. At the same time, these places look great on screen. They look mm-hmm. fun. They look like everyone's like, "Oh, this is a this is a fun bar." And I enjoyed getting to see her and her friends interaction and learn a little bit more about that character and that actress. And I, I mean, it's it's corny, but I did like Sydney's line where she was like, "My life is like a blues song, but a bad <laughs> one," or whatever she says. She's like, it's a blues song, but it's not a good blues song. Mm-hmm. So I ep- agree with that. Episode yeah. number two. Uh, we get we get away from uh, that. I mean, it's a little bit on. The, there's no big twists, right? There's no big shocking moment um, in this episode, uh, like we had in episode one. But is it? Is it? Did it keep your interest enough here going forward? It definitely did for me. I I really enjoyed the family dynamic uh, between the three of them. Now, um, like I I kind of like those scenes better than I like the you know the big courtroom scenes with you know, the CEO of the, Oh, that was a courtroom. That was a courtroom. I thought that as I was watching, I was like, what are they doing this? Why are they talking to these people on Fred's? It's like, what is happening? That was a courtroom. That was a courtroom. Right. The, 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 the Fred soundstage uh, there. What? Okay. What about, uh, we, we learned a little bit more about our main character uh, played by Jimmy Smith. He, he is from uh, South Memphis. Officially. Yes. We know we knew going into this to the show he was a graduate of University of Memphis, but he says he's from South Memphis when he threatens um, that stalker guy on the, uh, the the side of the street. That was a pretty pretty uh, interesting, cool scene. I thought it felt like I I liked the how it felt. That scene felt like it, it was as far as the the lighting. It felt like he was really on the streets of Memphis. If that made any sense, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that makes sense. And a lot of people had a lot of thoughts about that, but. Um, and whether it's realistic, did he really grow up in South Memphis or not? And I'm like, I don't know, but <laughs> he's a fictional character. Jimmy Smith and they, they want to see him do things. So let him do things, you know? 
Right. Yeah, I would rather him be doing that and talking about, I'm from South Memphis, we know how to fight, than just look concerning in a courtroom about what his daughter's saying. Like, I want to yes. do stuff. Yes, exactly. Because he's awesome. All right, well, a good, a good episode number two. And this week, um, I'm, I'm bouncing all, all around uh, and trying to survey Memphians on who's watching. The ratings held steady, right? And yeah. and I'm I'm hosting tri- hosting trivia at a retirement community or the other day. Uh, survey they seem very excited about Bluff Bluff City Law, <laughs> and people people are watching this in Memphis, and, and hopefully they can keep our attention. Uh, this when it, when is going to be the court case about trivia gone wrong? It's not. I don't, I don't, that's not what I want, Greg. I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping for. I definitely don't want trivia to go wrong. I'm hoping for 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 some spinoffs, right? You've got Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago. What I don't even know the names mm-hmm. of all the different Chicago. We know that if this is success, that they could possibly spin it off into a bunch of Bluff City shows. And this one, um, I was thinking, you know, Bluff City Bingo or Bluff City Trivia would be would be fantastic. Absolutely Bingo. dramatic. As an emergency room, for we sure. Get, I I am a new father. I know I you know I, ha, I have a daughter, so they like the father daughter dynamics. Um, I think we got a shot for this one. I think we got a shot. That's what that's what I'm hoping for. Well, don't emotionally scar her just to maybe have a spinoff. Yeah, no, that's what. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be a little bit. They're gonna the reviews are going to be like, where's the where's the tension? Where's the. Uh... <laughs> I do want to say, if people are use Twitter and are not following Jane Atkinson, who plays uh, Della, um, she has some wonderful tweets and videos and pictures from people she's like meeting or people someone's meeting on the street in Memphis talking about their love for the show. She had someone at Masiel's Tacos downtown send in a video about how she's all in on the show. Um, and so I'm about to retweet and share her account on the I Love Memphis Twitter, but I, lo- I still love how the cast, um, at least some of the cast is embracing the city and she's literally out there on the street meeting people. Awesome. So that's so awesome. So, well, yeah, I just pulled up your Twitter account because I want to follow her now uh, on that recommendation at I Love Memphis on Twitter. Uh, we got to go. Uh, we will uh, continue to watch Bluff City Law and continue to share our thoughts uh, with you all uh, out there, the, the listeners, the viewers of uh, this program. Holly, thanks for joining me, Greg. Thank you very much. Thank you. So go thanks. Uh, at I Love Memphis on Twitter for Holly. You can follow Greg at Greg Akers. When we come back, we're going to look forward to the week. What is coming up? in Memphis sports. And we'll talk about that with Sudu Upadea on the other side. You're listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. A couple more minutes left here for Cerrito Live as we lead into wrestling time at 11 coming up. This week on Wrestling Time, as always, we'll be joined by Jerry the King Lawler, who returned to Monday Night Raw this past Monday night. It was a big week in professional wrestling. All new debuts and returns, um, new time slots of shows, and we'll uh, break all that down coming up during Wrestling Time. We will take your phone calls. We'll also talk to Adam Silverstein from CBS Sports about it. So we've got a, a loaded wrestling hour starting at 11 a.m. It is now... Uh, Transform the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hours. No wrestling time. A spinoff coming up here at 11. This portion of the show is brought to you by Media Outlet. It's a movie lover's paradise uh, where they have endless hours of adventure in there. It's like uh, somewhat like it's like stepping back in time a little bit when you walk into Media Outlet located right there on East Rains Road, right off of Lamar Avenue. It is a a uh, uh, um, just unbelievable place. Like if you're looking for uh, trying to, to add to your movie collection or your TV show collection, maybe your favorite TV show is about to leave Netflix, and you're you're wondering what is going to happen. How am I going to to stream it going forward? Where well, they've got every, every TV season of any show you can think of a box set for just three dollars. So just why don't you just own it? Why don't you just go buy it there at Media Outlet? So three dollars uh, for TV season box sets, $3 for Blu-rays, $3 for video games, $2 only for DVDs. Every DVD in the store, just $2 audiobooks, $2 CDs, or just $1. It's at media outlet. You can go to their website, explorededvds.com. They're open Monday through Saturday from 11 to six. It, like it, it, you won't believe it. you walk in immediately. You smell popcorn. You look around and it's like, wow, why do they have places like this anymore? Well, they do. It's called media outlet. East Rains Road, explore dvds.com.
So every week on the show, we we take a look back at what we will remember from the uh, past week in, in Memphis sports. I thought today we'd take a minute to look forward here and try to preview what is to come. And we're going to to do that by with the uh, law firm from Bluff City Law's uh, favorite sports reporter, because I know they watch Action News 5. I saw it this week. Uh, he is Sudu Upadea, and he joins us now. Sudu. I don't know if that's true, Kevin, but I like that you said that. Oh, you said it on the air, so it's got to be true now. Well, how does it how does it feel knowing that that, that Jimmy Smith uh, watches Action News Five? That was the big to me the big reveal on this week's Bluff City Law. I think that's awesome. Hopefully, he sticks around for the sports segment, right? You know, <laughs> and hopefully, he's watching on the weekend. All right, see you. Sudo Rupadea, sports anchor over there at Action News 5, working hard today. It's a college football Saturday. We're about to have kickoffs happening. But, Sudo, what do, what do we have uh, to look forward to here in Memphis here in the next uh, week? What's happening? You know, well, obviously the Grizzlies start preseason tomorrow, so that's something to look forward to. They play uh, Maccabi Haifa. I believe that's a team out of Israel. Um, you know, just to see how this young group of New players are gelling together, what that looks like. I don't really know the competition level uh, that Maccabi is going to be bringing in. So, I, I mean, it's preseason. You also can't take too much away from that. But that'll be fun. That's tomorrow. Uh, that's, you know, our first opportunity to really see John Moran, Jaron Jackson, all of them on the same court competing together. That'll be in, fun. In the, um, in the then, jersey, on the court, shooting the basketball around. That, that, will, be, that will be fun. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the Grizzlies do have an open practice today, 1.30 at MUS, for those interested. It is welcome. Uh, it is open to fans. So you don't get MUS? To there, but at MUS, that's right. Okay. All right, they have a nice gym, man. The private schools in Memphis, really, they, they have some good stuff. I know Cal was in town for the Ole Miss game, and they, they used MUS's uh, football field as, as practice. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, do, I was getting so confused. You said, when, anytime somebody says Cal is in town, I'm like, Calipari, what is he doing here? Get him out of here. <laughs> but no, yeah, the, the Cal, who is a, yeah. a major underdog today in their game. That's, yeah. I was still like, I was like, isn't this the team that just beat Ole Miss? Like, I probably should have, I probably should have called you before I made my picks this week, but. <laughs> or, yeah, that team is Ole Miss. Game a good game. What um, would it, Oregon yeah, versus Ole Miss be? Okay. Back up. So yeah, so going back, yeah, you got that going on tomorrow, which is cool. And then Monday is the Memphis Tiger Basketball Pro Day. That is when uh, all the NBA scouts will be in town to watch all the Tigers, you know, and, and I'm not sure if this includes other schools in the area. I know Memphis Tiger football, when they have their pro day, they tend to bring in, like, some kids from Rhodes, and CBU, or whoever, wherever, and give them an opportunity to uh, kind of showcase in front of the NFL scouts. I don't know if Penny's going to be doing that at the Tiger Basketball Pro Day, but it's exciting because the Tigers have, as of right now, two projected lottery picks in James Wiseman and Precious Achua. So, you know, it's just a good luck for Memphis Tiger Basketball to have scouts in town and, and have this event on Monday. And, of course, yeah, we'll be looking forward to see what if the Tigers will announce any changes to their basketball court uh, here in, the, in the next week. Or, <laughs> I, or I don't think so. You don't think it's going to happen? I, don't, I think I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, they spent a lot of money on that already. Um, and, you know, people are going to say what. I mean, there's so many things you can make, you know, uh, other connections with uh, that, you know. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, um, you, you, you don't think they're going to do it. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think they were going to have a new court to begin with. So they've obviously got this, this windfall of money that we, we don't necessarily know exactly how much money is being, being given to the, the basketball program right now. But – uh, okay, so we got the court, we've got the open practice today, but also the Memphis Tiger, the Memphis, so the open practice is today at MUS at one thirty. The Tiger right. football team is on the road for uh, Louisiana Monroe. That's correct. Two forty five kick on ESPNU. Um, they should win this game pretty easily by all indications. Louisiana Monroe, though, you know they did give Florida State quite a scare earlier in the season. Granted, Florida State's not that great. I don't know right. how long Willie Taggart's going to be there. But still, they had 45 to 44 loss in overtime. They their offense was clicking on all cylinders in that game. Um, they have a quarterback that's really capable of running a running a good balanced offense there. So it might be exciting for a little bit. But I have, I believe Memphis is going to run away with this one. I I just don't see how the Tigers uh, could possibly lose today. It's just I, doesn't seem like <laughs> they 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 shouldn't. This game 
what are, it's frustrating for me. I, I don't I don't want this game on this I don't want this game on the schedule, Sudo. I I want the Tigers to be playing some better non-conference opponents. And this game to me, uh, to have both this game and South Alabama on your schedule in the same season when you play in the American Athletic Conference, it's it's not very uh, inspiring to your fan base. Right? No, it is not. And, and, yeah, and, you know, the Tigers have been criticized for scheduling week the last couple of years. Um, to me, Monroe is, you know, it's an okay opponent to schedule. I think the Southern one was the one where I was like, eesh, that's, you know. Well, you have to on. have your super lousy opponent. And then you got to have, yeah. but then this is that where it doesn't help you at all to be going and winning in Louisiana Monroe. I, and, and they're fine by themselves, but when you also have South Alabama there, then it's just like, okay, we have to have play both of them. Let's play one of them this this season. Right. Like, don't, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, let's play to somebody give tough. Credit, they did have the, they did have the, you know, scheduling Ole Miss at the beginning of the season. Um, that right. was right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Solid. Right. Well, that's but, uh, that's yeah. a good game. I think you can have one more though. Everybody always goes back to that. Jessica goes back to that game. Let's get let's get one more good game on the schedule besides just the hometown SEC game, which happens to be Ole Miss this year. It's going to be Mississippi State in a couple years. Let's get one. Let's get one more. Let's get one more besides the regional SEC game. Let's get something else exciting like the UCLA like, you, UCLA a couple years ago. You, UCLA. Okay. I see. I was going to say like it depends. You know, because you schedule these so far in advance. Um, you don't really know because I mean, at, but you know, point, but you get them in- <laughs> I'm sorry, Senator, but you know about you, Louisiana Monroe, and you know about <laughs> South true. Alabama, and neither one of them are going to be like the the number one team in the country coming here or something. So, sure, but you know, at one point, I mean, before Fuente and before Norvell, Louisiana Monroe could have beat Memphis. You know what I mean? It, it, this no, that's true. Might have been a game that that's true. Memphis could have lost. So that's true. Um, you know. You don't know. Maybe like a Kansas or something, because Kansas just hasn't been good at football in forever. You know, maybe you schedule them and say, "Ah, oh, well, they're a Big Twelve opponent," and you still win that one. So, that, very, very good. Maybe point. something like that. Very good point. All right, we're, in the future. All right, we we got to go. Studio. It looks like it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting week. It's slowly or still in preseason mode for basketball, but man, oh man, thank goodness we got football. And we got football weather in Memphis today. Uh, Finally, it is. Uh, but the game's on the road. But we'll we'll get another we'll get another home game here soon. So Sudo Upadea, watch him tonight on Action News Five. Follow him at Sudo Upadea on social media. Thanks, Sudo. Thank you, Kevin. Always fun catching up with him. We're out of time. This is it. We've got to uh, get out of here. Wrestling talk coming up next on the other side. So stay tuned uh, right here to Sports Fifty Six Ninety Six One in eighty seven seven FM.